This is the Bo Show. Hell yeah, yeah. On Sportsnet 960, The Fan. Welcome to the Bo Show on this amazing Tuesday. Uh, happy stampeding, everybody! Uh, I'll be the uh, I'll be the uh, the grandma on this one. But if you're going to be out there drinking, man, take the C train. Give your keys to somebody. Don't be driving drunk. Keep everybody safe out there. Uh, shoot, let's talk some CFL. Amazing Tuesday. Have you looked out the window, Bo? Amazing. Yeah, I love rain. Me too. By when it's the way. 35, when it was what 25, 26 degrees yesterday. Yeah, I was drained when I got home out of practice. So I love coming out rain. Oh, I hear you. Okay. Get, get to practice in the rain. I, I honestly, I wish, I wish we could practice in the rain once a week, just to prepare for if the game yeah. happens to rain. It'd be perfect. You know, wet ball. Got to deal with it, the throwing, the snaps, all that. That'd be perfect. Not great for stampeding though. I don't stampede though. <laughs> rain's gone out there. Come on, I'm in trouble. Let's go. Actually, it's actually uh, cool. it's, trouble. It's cooled down, but the rain's done. And yeah, you've got you've got you know football games to take, you know, get body to take care of. You can't stampede. I, it's it's always a uh, it's always a good thing that the stamps are usually out of town during stampede. It, it usually works out. Best part great. of the whole thing is that interview you did with Matthew this week. Yeah, he wouldn't even finish the question. Bo's like, okay, nah, okay, nah, stop, I don't even go. Stop, I'm out. stop. I don't go I don't to stampede. Go to stampede. Yeah. Stop this. <laughs> Nonsense. I had to do it to Alana too whenever she asked me. And I was like, no, 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 no. You won't see me down there. It's good. It's a good call. It's, that's a responsible quarterback right there Amen. who's committed to his craft. I appreciate it. Well, plus your body's a temple, right? You can't be eating all these that's bizarre true. foods they're serving up at the Stampede. Well. <laughs> <laughs> Wait a minute now. You're I either in or was, you're out, uh, I think it was Jay Cutler who said it best. Oh, boy. <laughs> <laughs> You know, one time, one time I asked, one time I asked Gio that. I remember I was I was doing a panel with with Mark Giordano, and I just asked him. I was like, uh, "Yeah, you guys probably have to watch a lot what you're putting in your bodies, right?" And he goes, "Yeah, you know, we work pretty hard, so we're we're burning so many calories, we can basically eat whatever we want." So I was like, "Yeah, okay, that makes yeah. sense." So, you know, when you're when you're an elite athlete, you can usually let the diet slip a little bit more than guys like Derek. Use the word elite, very. <laughs> Well, <laughs> well, well, you, Mark Giordano, I think he's using it, right? Aren't. Hey, oh, Gio, you would not, you would Gio not, is for sure. You, you would not too. put yourself in the elite athlete. Have you uh, seen his core rating, Pat? That's a good point. The core rating is garbage. How could I oh. even throw Oh, that have out? you? I actually haven't. What is it? I'm is it go good look this it year? I'm going to go look Leading. No way. Go look. Well, Bo would know his own stats. stats. I agree with that. I, saw, I literally saw it this morning. How proud were you? And I, well, so what I is saw, your core rating? What is a core rating? Oh, uh, it's a made-up stat yep. to uh, judge whether or not quarterbacks can run the football. How do you even find it on the website? I don't even know how to do it no anymore. It was we get like our CFL statistics, uh, so we go through and look at our offense as a whole and just kind of like. So you're lying to us. No evidence. You could be number nine on the list. All right, I'll send it to you. Yeah, number nine. He is number well, two. And, He's and number, the number two. two. The number two player. <laughs> Never played the clip for. Uh, for Bo, Pat, but I had Mike Rowley on, and I asked him about the core, and he's like, what are you talking about? Yeah. It's the greatest thing ever. Yeah, he goes, what, what are you talking about? He asked me about corn? That's what he thought. 
Oh my core, yeah. I don't. I don't really care about that. You I mentioned Jay this, Cutler, yes, no, if you'd like, because I, I apologize. I do have one more, but because Levi Mitchell hosts a show on our station every Monday afternoon, and he's been very vocal this year about his dislike for the Quar. Now, I don't want to get you fined, but uh, is Mike Riley a fan of the Quar? I'm sorry, a fan of what? The Quar or whatever it's called, the Q U R A R. Oh yeah, 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 I thought you said corn. I was like. <laughs> 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 Oh, man, I love Mike. Yeah, <laughs> he's great. You, you mentioned Jay Cutler. I guarantee one of our loyal listeners is going to come up with a meme of you with a cigarette hanging out of your mouth now. Well, now, now that you said it. Well, yeah. <laughs> I might have I been throwing it out there, so it got like, done. Hey, can somebody out there go do this? <laughs> I love it. <laughs> um, no, I think, I, think, uh, I think I'm number two, though. So, hey. in the core with zero rushing yards. Who's number one? Oh, no, I like was that? Who's number one? Uh, ooh. I don't know. I didn't see. Mike Riley? No, stats. I would assume, stats-wise. Yeah. Yeah. Leading the league in passing. Bo Levi Mitchell, three carries, 17 yards so far this year. That's already five more yards. Than I was going to say, that's better than <laughs> might be on a might be on career high pace there. Hey, man. Lost weight for a reason. <laughs> <laughs> to trick everybody into thinking I was going to run. That was the best. <laughs> Hockey season, Bo was downstairs at the uh, saddle and I ran into him. I'm like, you look, you look slim down there. Are you going to run next season? He looks at me. He goes, no, man. I'm just faking everybody else. So they think I'm going to run. Yeah. Gonna run. A couple, t- a couple t- You throw on the run more than this, this year than you have in years past. I'll give you that much. Yeah. Yeah. Able to get out of the pocket a little bit. Yeah. It's always nice. Um. Well, I mean, as y'all, as y'all can see on my notepad, I have, <laughs> I have Bo Show. <laughs> Happy stampeding. Were you golfing today? Or CFO? What's the deal? Was I golfing? No, man. We got out. We got out like an hour earlier than normal. Yeah. Because of the lightning, and since we had that four and a half hour rule, so they had to let us out. Yeah. So went down to Chinook and grabbed a jacket for the travel tomorrow. So, can you please go through once again uh, what you have on your notepad? That, that you've ta- <laughs> yeah. Notes so, that you've taken. So it starts with the bow show. Starts with bow show <laughs> intro. So don't yeah. forget to in, 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 introduce the show. What's going on? And then you know I got my bullet points, which is happy stampeding, slash keys. Okay. And then CFL. Just says CFL. There's... And then there's a, a bullet point underneath that with nothing next to it. <laughs> <laughs> I remember I was about to do like my first show last year. I was about to do my first show, and it was boom. Uh, back when I had Twitter, boomer. Tweets a picture of oh, his yeah. notepad and it was just blank. And he's like, "Super ready for the show today. Super excited. Can't <laughs> wait." <laughs> and I, in my head, I was like, "How could you possibly do that?" Because my first show, I had like three pages, bullet points everywhere, trying to get through them. And Rob was like, "Hey, uh, you know, something's working. Something's hot. Just keep talking about it." And I was like, "Yeah, but I have all my bullet points." He's like, "Yeah, yeah, that's not how it works." Yeah. And I was like, "Oh, okay. I'm trying too hard." <laughs> I got one for you. Core or corn? Corn. Yeah. Yeah, corn. I like those. Throw so that, ba- that ba- you could fill that built bullet point in. Now. So basically, was I think I think uh, I think the lovers and you know old timers of the CFL um, believe that the quarterback efficiency rating was judged more on an NFL quarterback. Smaller field, you're not going to run as much, uh, and it has nothing to do with running at all by the quarterback. Yeah. Where I think a lot of people have always said in the CFL, the, the quarterback has to get out of the pocket, he's got to run a little bit. So they created their own quarterback rating system instead of quarterback efficiency to judge the CFL how efficient you are. So if you don't know, I've, I've voiced my opinion on this because they came up with a random stat of 30 yards rushing a game to get your five points for Quar. 
to judge efficiency. And I was like, well, I wonder how they came up with that. And I was like, in my head, I was like, wait a minute. 18 times 30. I was like, so 540. So you have to rush for 540 yards. So I was like, well, let's check and see who's the last quarterback to run for 540. And it was, I think Riley was right below it or right above it like two or three years ago. And nobody, and then there was like 10 years for the next one. Yeah, probably Damon Allen or something like yeah. that was the guy. Yeah, Damon, Doug, Doug Flutie. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So to have a, so to have a good to have a good rating, you have to run for thirty yards a game. Hey, you got to be closer to a thousand <laughs> than zero. Yeah. Like, exactly. Are you kidding? Like, <laughs> you could you could throw for so basically. Let's take the Toronto game. Okay. Right. I ran for zero yards. Yeah. So I was twenty to twenty two for three something, three tugs, no picks. So out of that, I don't get five points because of rushing. You get docked. No, you, you threw two the incomplete second, passes. The second most efficient game in CFL history, and I get you get docked. I get docked five <laughs> points for not rushing. Makes sense. It's like well, if that's the case, then you know we run a lot of fly sweeps with receivers in the CFL. We we should judge them on rushing. You know. Yeah. Start start judging running backs. Ninety-one percent completion rate, but. But not good Sorry. enough. Sorry. So, <laughs> Jeremiah Masoli. Yep. He's throwing for 300 plus. And how many straight games now? Uh, Tying a nine. CFL record? Uh, nine. nine. Does that help his core? Not, not making it. No. Doesn't no help so, efficiency, efficiency comes from, I mean, it's a, it's a formula, but it basically comes from uh, the amount of drives, the amount of pass attempts, your completion percentage of those pass attempts, uh, your yards per completion, and then touchdowns per, per pass attempt. So basically, it's a formula that I don't know that calculates all that to say this is how efficient you were. Players' passing attempts, completions, yards, touchdowns, and interceptions is how it is uh, is how it's calculated. And the number one, the best you can possibly do is one fifty eight point three, I believe, is the the top score that you can get on an yeah. efficiency rate. Yeah, Masoli's uh, actually rushed sixteen times this season for one hundred and thirty seven yards. So we must have a good core in four. Yeah. What? Four, has, he, has he played three games or four games? Four games. Yeah. Four, so yeah. It's pretty good. So Which is even, even, so, even so look uh look and see how much Traveler ran for. I think he's at like one fifty in yeah, three. Chris Traveler three games. is uh on rushing, he's at two sixteen in four games. Because remember he he when Nichols came back, he ran for a bunch too this He past ran for hundred in one game. Yeah, he ran for hundred in one game when he was starting, and then with Nichols back this week, he still I think he ran for another thirty five yards and scored two rushing touchdowns for the Bombers, yeah. even though Nichols was the starting quarterback. So Straveler Straveler gets his rushing yards in. Mazzoli gets his rushing yards in. Riley can, but otherwise, you know, you're looking at guys who are and even Mazzoli, they've dialed way back on the amount of times they do the design runs. They're letting him fly from the pocket now. So, you know, it's it's a dumb it's a dumb stat. I still think the efficiency rating is is way more uh, is is way more accurate. And more than anything else, I mean, in a passing league, I look at I look at completion percentage and I look at yardage. That's that's still what matters yeah. the most to me because See, I, it's a passing I, league. I never look at completion percentage. No, hey. So here's why. So. First game, we were 47%. You looked at it when you were 20 for 22, I bet. I honestly didn't know until... No, hey. Well, because there was there was one drop and then one that me and uh, KJ were off on. Yeah. And in my head, I'm sitting there like trying to think about it. And, and Jean, when I get taken out of the game early, Jean always walks up to me and you know says whatever. And he's like, hey, you, you were you know 20 or 22. And I'm like, like 
when those are, games are happening, you're so in the zone that you're not even thinking about. I was like, man, did we have two incompletions? Yeah. And I sat there and like couldn't think of the second one, the one to KJ. I could yeah. not think of it. And I was like, man, I don't think we had two incompletions. Best part is that uh, Nick Arbuckle comes in and goes four for four. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> I think he's got the he's got the number one uh, the number one efficiency rating in the league now because no. He's, Darvin Adams. Well, of course. Oh, the one five hundred twenty-seven point one quarterbacks. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, not receivers. So yeah, yeah then. Well, uh, how do you compare? And sorry to jump in, but because I know I, I can't remember the exact numbers on your first game in Winnipeg. First game, but uh, it was very similar, right? You oh, had four incompletions that yeah, one. Is twenty-nine to thirty-three. Yeah. Yeah. How do you compare the two, or can you, in terms of how efficient you were? Like, did you remember the, in that in that Winnipeg game where you just running? I mean, I'll say the exact same. Yeah. It was because if I did. I only threw 22 passes, right? I came out I came out with eight minutes to go in the third quarter. Yeah. So, I mean, I, I came off our third touchdown. I, I came to the sideline today, and I was like, I'm not coming out. I was like, we're throwing for 500 today. Let's go. And then Ricky went down. He's like, you're out. And I was like, <laughs> all right. <laughs> yeah. But, I mean, honestly, yeah, thanks, I mean, if, I'd have played thanks, the, yeah, if I'd have played the entire time, we'd have been very conservative and it'd been zone reads, you know, things like that. And – you know, you're going to have an incompletion here or there. So it would have ended up around 29 to 33. I think I was exactly yeah. the same efficiency-wise. But, yeah, so so put together that kind of game, right? And then take a short yardage quarterback. All right? Let's say he breaks. So Buckley last year, yeah. he broke like that 60-yarder, right? So give him that. Let's say we go – let's say he was our backup for the Toronto game. So he has a breakaway 60-yard rush on short yardage. And then he comes in eight minutes to go in the third quarter. You know, let's say we get down to the one-yard line. He throws a one-yard touchdown. Goes four for four with a touchdown. He's going to have a better quarter than I am. Yeah. Because sense. of 30, make a lot of because sense. Of 30 yards. 30 because yards. of 30 yards right. rushing. I just, I don't know. I laugh at that. Makes sense. Why yeah. it, why, so why don't you like completion So completion percentage? percentage, because it's it's not about completion percentage. It's about yards. Yeah. So yards is still the number one thing you look at, hey? Well, you have to because... And I do too, for the record. That's the number one thing I look for is like, okay, who's leading the league in, in passing yards? Yep, but, oh man, I mean. <laughs> you know what I look at? Sounds sounds wins. bad for me. I like it wins. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Because you know what? I, I think that you could probably have better stats if you put yourself ahead of the team. Is that fair to say? If Dave put me ahead of the team, I yeah. could have better stats 100%. You know, because he would it's about winning in. for you, right? Well, I mean, that's exactly. that's it's, the it's about it's about being smart in football, but it's to me, it's it's your, you know, your if you're winning, which we've been doing a lot of in the past couple of years. I I would say last year I might have played in the fourth quarter. If I would, so let's say what fifteen minute quarters, twelve minute quarters, whatever it is. Uh, let's say I, I if ten minutes in the fourth quarter, how many times I played ten minutes in the fourth quarter was. Probably ten times, maybe. Yep. You know, and every and if, if you're losing the game, what are you doing? You're throwing the ball, throwing the ball, throwing the ball, throwing the ball. So, you know, you see guys throwing over, you know, three seventy, four hundred, but they're losing. What's the point? Well, it's like from a fantasy perspective, right? You look at the quarterbacks who are elite, and and you like oh, those yeah. guys. Fancy, but then fancy, you look at the guys. People don't like me. Well, you look at the guys <laughs> who play for a terrible team that are going to be behind in the fourth quarter. And racking up all kinds of points in garbage time. Yeah, well, you know who used to be. I mean, look at NFL. Who used to be my favorite quarterback to pick? Matt Stafford, yeah. uh, Blake Bortles, because always behind, always behind or close. Abandon the run game. But you're going to be throwing the football. Yeah, yeah you're going to get those. I used to love time. that. Yeah. 
everybody would take Tom Brady and Aaron Rodgers and stuff. And I mean, Aaron is a good one now, obviously, because their defense hasn't been up to par the last couple of years. But yeah, I mean, so yeah, completion percentage. The reason is, what's better, three for three for nine yards or one for two for twelve yards? Yeah, one's a first down, one's not. Yeah, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And one's fifty percent completions. Yeah, and the other's a hundred. So. To me, we were 47% completions in the first game, but we threw for 300-something yards. You know, and then you have a guy that goes 19 of 22 for 112 yards. You know, you threw a bunch of short passes. Yeah, completion percentage means yeah. nothing to me. Yeah, fair enough. I had the lowest completion percentage in the league at anybody right now, and I have the highest quarterback efficiency. Yeah. So, I mean, I've just, I'm never... Well, not as high as Nick Arbuckle, but you got... <laughs> of people that qualify. Yeah, people that qualify. <laughs> you do, you do. Uh, shoot, here, we just... Rambled on there. That's good, though. Oh, yeah. We'll take a quick break. Uh, When we come back, uh, we'll talk my next bullet point. CFL? (laughs) Which is... (laughs) (laughs) Which is CFL. We got some good texts we'll get to a little bit later on as well. Get some texts in at 960960. There's some uh, good fantasy questions and uh, some other good questions for Bo in there, too. Can you add one there? Yeah. Uh, I'd like to know what you did on your bye week. Oh, that's, that's a good point. You see, I normally talk to my wife right before the show, and I call her like nine times. You know, hey, babe, what do you want? What do you think I should talk about? What's relevant right now? Because she's on social media and I'm not. Um, like Will just showed me that that play where some some guy in baseball tried to jump over the catcher and the catcher just power lifted him up and power bombed him. So like good. I haven't seen that. My wife would have told me about that. Um, so I blame her for my notepad right now, <laughs> the way it looks. But uh, yeah, we'll be we'll be uh, right back here on the Bo Show on Sports at nine sixty the fan. The Bow Show for SML Entertainment, pool tables, hot tubs, patio furniture, and much, much more. With four locations in Calgary, Cross Iron Mills, and Red Deer. Go to smlentertainment.com for details. Back to the Bow Show for SML Entertainment. One, two, three. On Sportsnet 960, the fan. All right, welcome back. I have added bye week to my notepad. And I've got one more. I have a great story. I'll go bye week first, but I have a great story coming up. Halfway down that page now. I'm getting some bullet points on here. Uh, so yeah, bye week went down to Lake Chelan. Uh, it's where we, uh, where my wife and I got married at. Uh, and I've always been, I've always been a guy to stay here on the bye week. And just try to take care of the body and get that extra work in for the next team. And this year was just kind of a little bit different because you're playing the same team, and then they don't play until the end of the week. Uh, you know, we had to be back on Saturday, and they don't play until Friday night. So it was kind of like, you know, catch twenty two for us. Is like if I stick around, like I don't have the film of what they're gonna do, and so I just took my film with me and and watched, you know, our game uh, and just kind of waited for their game to happen because you don't know what they're going to do on adjustments with coverages, things like that. So um, Dave was even like, guys, get away, you know, go recharge. He's like, it's the beginning of the season. You shouldn't have to recharge too much, but, you know, go enjoy time with the family. Americans, go enjoy, you know, your July 4th. Um, so, yeah, man, got down to Lake Chelane and uh, got to jet ski a little bit, which was fun. It was the first time ever. Um, I'm not a water person. You know, I like I can't jet ski or water ski or kneeboard or anything. I probably couldn't. I would. I probably wouldn't even be good at tubing. But uh, the wife, you know, puts me on the jet ski. We put the we put Ellie on there, and man, Ellie was just that's my daughter. For those that don't know, uh, she's one 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 year and three months, and she was just giggling 
Like she just loved it. Like that little girl is a late girl. She's just like her mom. Um, but then we we come back to the dock, get Ellie off, and Maddie goes, "All right, move." And I was like, "What do you mean? You don't want me to drive?" She goes, "No, I'm gonna show you how to drive this thing." <laughs> so here I am, arms around, arms around, holding on. Felt like a Dumb and Dumber on, <laughs> yeah. on the scooter. Yeah, absolutely. basically, yeah, holding on for dear life, and she is just whipping it. Creating her own waves, going and jumping the waves, uh, and yeah. So I figured out. I figured I would never found out that I'll never catch her when it comes to uh, water sports, which is it's cool. It's kind of cool to see your wife in the environment where yeah. she grew up and where she's most comfortable. It was cool to see, but got to hang out with her family. Uh, so she's so her her family's from Washington. Uh, originally Oregon, but okay. yeah, lived in Washington for uh, I don't know the last you know, 15, 20 years, I guess. Yeah, um, that whole area is unreal. Yeah, they're in Spokane, and then two hours west of that is Lake Chelan, uh, where we got married, and then two, and then two hours west of Seattle, so it kind of yep. gives you, geography-wise, kind of where it's at. Um, yeah, we got to golf three rounds. That was awesome. And I haven't done that in years, being able to golf three times in one week and beat my grandpa-in-law, if that's what you would actually call him, I think. Yeah. Um, yeah, beat him for the first time. So that was awesome. What'd you shoot? Uh, I shot eighty three. He shot eighty seven. And but he played. We played the day before at his country club, and I shot eighty nine, and he was at like eighty eighty one. It's one of those. Just it's it's been around for like one hundred twenty five years. Wenatchee Country Club, but just super tight, and the rough is just tall, grown, mature trees. So you got you know all the leaves coming out. And he just has that 220-yard drive straight. that goes perfectly straight. Yep. And then he takes his three-wood 200 yards and mm-hmm. hits that perfectly straight. And he's either on the green or right in front, and he chips up, and he's great at putting. <laughs> you know, So you're like trying to find holes to make up shots on and trying to find holes what where you should be safe. And, and it was it, it was satisfying beating him for the first time. So yeah. I was chirping him. But a whole, I don't know how, many, how much y'all golf, but old men are the best at chirping. Out of anybody, he so he he golfs with these guys like four times a week, uh, like Monday, Tuesday, Thursday, Friday. All guys that are 65, 70, 75, and they all do the same thing. Well, they've got one guy, one buddy with them that went and got fitted for PXG clubs as a you know 65, 70 year old guy, and those are almost the most expensive clubs on the market right now. They're for professionals only, <laughs> you know. And uh, aren't they about four thousand dollars for a set, something like that? Yeah, they're around like seven, eight hundred dollars a club. Wow, wow. So more than that, then, yeah. Yeah, just to, like once you get the set, you can get it down a little bit, but and then you you can only get fitted with PXG certified people, so it's it becomes very pricey. So very first hole, we get up there, and there's about four groups of us. So there's sixteen people up there, and he gets up there. That PXG driver drives it two hundred yards into the sand, and grand grandfather in law just goes, "Well, I hope you have a two thousand dollar club to get you out of that sand." <laughs> <laughs> I was just like, I would have never thought of that. <laughs> hey, uh, how much time do you spend looking for your balls in the rough? In the rough? Yeah. Oh, I mean, it's, I, I play colored balls, so I don't have to spend too much time. That was just a shameless uh, attempt from Derek to, drop to get a drop. drop from Will because he wants yeah. someone on 969 60. <laughs> I spend too much time in the rough looking for my balls. That's, <laughs> Oops. That's Sometimes all, you, th- that's you say Derek things on the radio and oh, immediately man. you know you're like, oh, yeah, I'm going to regret that. Okay, so what's so what's this good story? Awesome, yeah. So, all right. So coaches get in around five thirty. I get in. I get in every day at five. So I'm the first one there. So we don't have like key fobs or anything to get in. So I have to call the security guard every day for McMahon Stadium. 
Don't they know you're coming now? Like, wouldn't they have? Well, that's, give, that's, give the guy a that's key. That's the good part about the story. So there's a, the same security guard, Lionel, who's been there forever. Yeah. Um, and he's, he's getting older, so he, he's taking some days off now. And so I call, and new security guard voice I never heard. Usually I just pick up, hey, Lionel, I'm here. All right, cool, Bo. He comes out, unlocks the door, unlocks the next door, unlocks the training room, unlocks the breakfast room. And I go in and start doing what I do. Um, and I call, and it was like, hello? And I was like, Lionel? And he's like, no, uh, I'm filling in for Lionel for the next three days. I was like, oh, okay, cool. I was like, hey, man, this is Billy by Mitchell. Uh, I need you to come out here and unlock the door. And he's like, uh, are you authorized? And I was like, am I authorized? Yeah. I'm I think so. quarterback. I don't know why I wouldn't be authorized. Yeah, I was like, I just need you to let me in the locker room. I'm a player. He's like, uh, can you come to the security office, please? And I was like, yeah, sure. So I walk over there, and he shows me this little sticky note. And it says, he goes, uh, so he goes, this is my problem, man. If you look at it, it says, turn off alarm for admin building and amateur building. It doesn't say anything here about locker room. At the bottom of it, it says, it says someone might come at 5 a.m. So I pointed. I was like, well, you see that bottom note right there? Someone might come at 5 a.m. I was like, that's me. I was like, so I need you to unlock this door. <laughs> and he was like, he's like, man, I want to. I believe you. I see you're wearing stamps gear. I believe you. But, you know, I just, how do I know you are who you say you are? And I was like, really? See, if, if you had stayed on Twitter. No. And you were verified. <laughs> You could have showed him the picture. So I Googled a picture of myself. I Googled a picture of myself with like the official website. And I was like, look, that's me. Well, it's still my picture with a beard. And he goes, that guy's got a beard. Oh. And I was like, all right, man. Okay, Paul Blart. I was like, listen, I'm the quarterback. You see the logo, the stamps logo. He's like, yeah, yeah, I see. I was like, you see the logo on my pants and my shirt and my hat. And he's like, yeah. I was like, all right. I was like. I'm just like, dude, just let me in the building. <laughs> just unlock the locker room. I was like, who else is coming here at 5 a.m.? And what is a robber or a thief coming here at 5 a.m. to steal from a football locker room? And he was like, he's like, man, he's like, I just, I hope you understand. It's, it's my first day. I just don't want to be the guy that gets fired for letting the wrong guy in that steals a bunch of stuff. <laughs> and I'm just like, <laughs> I'm like, all right, man, I understand the position you're in. Listen. I need you to talk to your boss today. I was like, I'm going to go out here and wait for my coaches to get here at 530. I was like, but I need you to talk to your boss when he gets in. And I wrote my name down. I was like, tell him my name. Let him know, because I know the boss. His name's Dave. Yeah. He was like, I was like, let him know that you didn't let me in and that you need authorization to let me in the next day. Make sure you get the alarm code and you have the key ready to go at 5 a.m. when I get here. And he was like, all right, I got you. He's like, thank you for understanding. I was like, yeah, no worries, man. So I sat out there and waited until 5.30 for my running backs coach, Mark Mueller, to get there. So next day comes. Boom. Get there at 5 a.m. Call him. I was like, hey, man. I was like, I'm out here. Can you let me in? He's like, yeah, yeah. I talked to my boss. Everything's good to go. I'll turn off the alarm. I'll meet you out there. Don't unlock the door. I was like, perfect. Thank you so much. I'm standing outside. Ten minutes later, I'm like, and the doors are five feet from each other. <laughs> like, the doors where he works and where I'm at. Ten minutes later, he, he's not out there. I'm just like looking. I'm like, all right. No. I was like, this is what honestly went to my head. We have, like, really dark windows. And I'm like, man, somebody could be setting me up right now. This could be, like, a hidden camera show <laughs> trying to get me to blow up on this dude. I was like, I'm just going to be patient. I'm going to wait this out. I was like, this could be, you know, somebody just messing with me. Because I've never seen Lionel not work. So that's what that's what was my first thing. And this guy, like, comically wouldn't let me in the door the day before. And now it's been 10 minutes, and I know he's five, he's five feet away from me. And so 10 minutes go by, and I'm like, no, I'm going to be patient. Five more minutes go by. I call him, and I was like, 
hey man he's like oh yeah no no i'm coming i'm coming i'm coming i'm just trying to get the alarm turned off i don't know what's going on and he hangs up and i was like nah this is definitely a setup i said like, somebody's definitely watching me right now with the camera or something and i started thinking i'm like but who would have got here at 4 a.m to set up a camera for that's this? commitment yeah i know and i was like prank. that's way too much i was like no another 10 minutes go by so it's 5 25 the guy walks out there and he unlocks the door unlocks the next one and then he goes, all right, there you go. And I was like, no, no, I need the training room and the breakfast room unlocked or else I can't actually get in. And he's like, oh, no, I didn't get authorization for that. Oh. <laughs> and I'm like, dude, listen. What are you going to do? Just hang on the line? Unlock lobby? the door so I can get in. I was like, because I'm kind of getting upset right now. And he goes, I don't know which. He's got, you know, he's a security. He's got a key, a, a key the ring. The big ring of Full keys. of 50 keys. Yeah. He goes, here, I, do you know which key it is? And tries to hand me the key ring. And I was like, this is not real. This can't be real right now. You got to be looking around I'm like, for cameras I'm not the right one now. with security written on my shirt. I was like, I don't know which key it is. He goes, but didn't you, didn't you say you come here every day? He's like, don't you see the, the key the guy brings? I'm like, no, I don't stare at the guy's key ring to find out what key he does to open this door. And he's like, all right, man, well, I, I don't have the key. Like, we'll, we'll be here for 10 minutes and your coach will already be here. And I was like, yeah, because it took you 25 minutes to get out here to let me in this place. So I was like, just go around. I was like, just let me in the locker room. I won't even worry about the other stuff. Talk to Dave again, the the boss. He comes out to practice. He's like, hey, everything good? You got in okay this morning? And I was like, no. I was like, the guy took 25 minutes to get out there. And he's like, no way. He's like, man, I'm going to I'm gonna have to have a talk with him. That's, that's unacceptable. I was like, yeah. I was like, I'm out there for 25 minutes. I was like, I come here at 5 a.m. for a reason. I'm on a tight schedule to try to get things done and get ahead of the game. I was like, I can't be sitting there waiting 25 minutes for a guy to come on, unlock a door. And so the next day comes, last day this guy's working, drive up at 5 a.m. He's sitting outside waiting on me. And he's like, hey, I'm, I'm sorry. My boss got on to me. Let me know everything. Here's the key. Here's the right alarm. Let me in. And that was it. I just couldn't believe it. So like, you got, so day three. It ended so it up- wasn't a setup show. I thought Ashton Kutcher was about to jump out. <laughs> start laughing or Alana or Spencer or somebody was about to just jump out <laughs> let me know they're messing me because man I, I was getting to that point where that blood starts boiling and it's early in the morning too so you're already not in a great mood <laughs> and I, I was ready to blow up and I was like nope be patient just wait and yeah so long, long behold, the guy just didn't want to but day three you got it so now you're good late day three finally got in got everything that was this morning but Hopefully Lionel's back tomorrow. Long story I miss, short. I miss you, Lionel. Long story short, you're you're behind on your week five prep is what you're trying to tell us? No, I stayed extra. Put the work in. boy. All right, let's get to these texts. Uh, text in 960-960. Uh, and let me know uh, anything you want to talk about, anything uh, you got questions about. Let me know. I know uh, DJ Powerplay's got some, oh, yeah. some questions on for us over here on the text line. Take a break. We'll do that around the corner. All right. You heard the boss. Said take a break. You're on the uh, the DJ Power Play show. Uh, we'll be right back on Sports at 960 The Fan. The Bo Show for SML Entertainment. Pool tables, hot tubs, patio furniture, and much, much more. With four locations in Calgary, Cross Iron Mills, and Red Deer. Go to smlentertainment.com for details. Calgary football fans, this is your quarterback. The Bo Show with Bo Levi Mitchell on Sportsnet 960. Brought to you by SML Entertainment. Got a girl from the south side. Got brazen hair. First time I seen her walk by. I fell up on my chair. 
All right, welcome back to the DJ Powerplay show. <laughs> yeah, I would have chosen this song. Yeah. By the way, good choice on the song. I the feel songs. like it did, all three, three for three right now. Will's, Will's been the real DJ Powerplay today. For real. Felt like stampeding in here. It's the only stampede I get to do this whole week, so right. I appreciate it. Um, all right, we're gonna go to the text line one more time. Just text in uh, Glenmore Audi text line nine six zero nine six zero. Anything you want to? Is that not right? No, no. There's oh. a hilarious <laughs> text on here that. I just laughed out loud. Yo, Bo, B-O-E, by the way. Thanks. It's the security guard here. Or shall I say X security guard? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's not, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, so text in. Ask me anything you want to talk about. Ask the guys. Uh, I didn't even say it, but yeah, we got Wills. Uh, we got Pat, and we got Will Nall over there on the keys. So uh, all the millions and millions of listeners out there. I forgot to say it in the beginning of the show. Uh, text in and let us know what you want to talk about. All right, so here's this, because uh, well, we're on the Stampede theme. Uh, bull, would you ride a bull or no? Yeah, oh yeah. yeah. I said in an interview before, I'm going to ride a bull once the career is over. Like a real bull? Yeah, oh yeah. Have you done a mechanical I might die. one before? Yeah, I've gotten thrown everywhere. Yeah. <laughs> would you wear a helmet with a cage if you did it? Or a cowboy hat? I'd probably wear football pads, hockey pads, <laughs> everything they make. I, I went to a... I mean, we went to a lot of rodeos as kids, but uh, I saw a guy get stabbed by the horns before, and that was rough. That was <laughs> a kid, so that was pretty. That was pretty tra- traumatizing, right there. <laughs> yeah, because they're like, you know, carting the guy off, and we're over there like, "Mom, did he die?" <laughs> <laughs> She's like, "No, no, 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 he's fine." But yeah, he came back out and waved to the crowd, so that was always good. Hey, is there a clause in your contract that prohibits you from doing this There's type not. of thing? Um, because in the NHL, like guys can't go skiing during the hockey season. Well, yeah, and like in Rossberger and other QBs in the league now have it where they can't ride motorcycles, things like that, because of basically, you know, what Rossberger and those guys did. Um, but no, we don't. But, you know, you sign your contract, your coach kind of lets you know, like. No riding bulls. Yeah, but I mean, you, re- you got to realize in the NFL, they're, they're guaranteed money where we're not. So if I go out there and, you know, go snowboarding and tear my ACL, my MCL and, you know, break my ankle, they're going to look at that and say, well, that's a year and a half recovery. All right, just cut them. Yeah, we don't owe any money, you know. So that's your livelihood. So you don't really mess with your livelihood. No guaranteed contracts makes it a whole lot, whole lot different for a football player. For the player itself, yeah. taking care of himself. But yeah. but in the NHL, if a guy breaks his contract by doing something he's prohibited from doing, well, yeah, they can terminate yeah. the contract. So just, I'm not we sure. We just don't have anything yeah. we're prohibited from doing. Um, and the, this one. Uh, Bo, should I start the number two ranked quarterback oh. or James Franklin in my CFL pool this week? So you or James Franklin? Uh, who are they playing? Uh, Franklin and the Argos take on the Eskimos for a second straight week. Ooh. Uh, in Edmonton. I mean, in, the, you've got, in you've got, Edmonton? Been, you've got yeah. the number one efficiency rating in the league. Yeah, but I can't just say pick to pick me. I got to make it a conversation and then pick myself at the end of it. Uh, (laughs) Franklin, Franklin did nothing. Okay. Franklin was money on his fourth quarter drive to Declan cross. It was a seven minute drive to win the game. He was money on a 70 plus yard drive to start the game. He did nothing in between. Like there was no offense to lose the game. What's that? I said, besides that's right. He did not lose the game. He managed it well. Well, and that's the thing. I mean, Tresman's an old school coach, man. He's he'll let the reins loose. I, when I was watching, I didn't really see too many opportunities to do what I saw James do in Edmonton, which was put the ball deep, scramble out, you yep. know, do, make some plays, and and let his arm talent really take over. Uh, I think you'll now that a lot of coaches in that sense, Huff was like that. 
Um, he's going to make you earn his trust first, see if you'll play within the offense, and then he'll start to give you the reins a little bit more. You know, so I think, I think he probably did what he was asked to do. Uh, he wasn't asked to go out and win the game with his arm, but he was asked to go out and win, and I think he did that. But fantasy-wise, uh, I don't know, man. I got a lot of good receivers. You're, you're the uh, you're the number. You're the third most expensive quarterback this week. The first time that you have been. We're on uh, CFL fantasy football. Like you, we do the pod. I do the podcast for fantasy fantasy football at CFL.ca. And like for the longest time, you're the the sixth and seventh most expensive quarterback. We're like, what? Like, why? Why are you so criminally undervalued? We were talking about that a lot. And I know that you had, you know, last year statistically wasn't mm-hmm. your best year, but seems like you're finally starting to head up the ranks a little bit because you're at eighty two hundred this this week. Only Harris and Riley are more expensive than you are. So you're starting to you're starting to get more uh, more people buying in on the statistical side of things. So congratulations. Yeah, I don't know what to tell you, man. <laughs> Motivation, eh? Oh yeah, because yeah, that's what that's what motivates you. Yeah, my CFL fantasy is what motivates me. <laughs> Gets me ready to go. No, I, I've never understood that. Honestly, I've, I've seen it before. Like the prices of those things, and I laugh at. I'm like, I don't understand how they come up with these prices. And Mike Riley's been at fourteen thousand dollars. You got a forty thousand dollars salary cap. He's been at fourteen thousand dollars all year long. Yeah, like it's it's tough to start Riley because that's probably because I don't run the ball. I guess. Right? <laughs> I mean, you're still you're, you've been good for about twenty points twenty points a week, which is good for a quarterback. Like you, you're you're pretty consistent in the three games you played so far. Do what I can. Uh, what else we got? What's here the next thing? Uh, Bo, what quarterback did you look up to growing up? Uh, starting off was Drew Brees. Um, I mean, high school was Andy Dalton, the guy that was in front of me. Um, just watching how he handled himself every single day, and, and kind of, I mean, as a kid, you don't know how to be a professional, so you see it done. You know what I mean? Or somebody tells you how to do it, but you still got to act that way or see it done the right way. Uh, so I got to see that early on from Andy. But, yeah, professional-wise, um, it was definitely Drew Brees just because, to me, it was a guy that got, you know, kind of thwarted in uh, San Diego. Yep. Um, but, you know, he's, he was a six-foot-tall quarterback when that wasn't very popular. You know, and he's out there throwing the ball all around the, all around the yard, and, and guys, you know, didn't have an answer for him. Um, and one of my favorite things and what I heard – uh, once I got into college, kind of looking back on things on Drew Brees when I went out there to work out with him, um, is that when he signed with Sean Payton, Sean asked him, he said, I want us to create this offense together. Nice. And I was like, I love that. Yeah. Because you should. You shouldn't just try to find a quarterback that runs your system. You should find a quarterback that um, does a lot of things very well and there's very little that he doesn't do well and you create an offense around that guy. Yep. And when you do that, you're going to have a very, very successful offense. Is that not, we've got a Dolphins fan in the room with us, is that not one of the worst decisions that, because remember, it was Breeze and Dante Culpepper that Miami was looking at and they ended up choosing Culpepper. Uh, he went to Miami, Breeze went to New Orleans and the rest is history. Like that, they, Oops. They, they ended up saying, <laughs> no, we don't trust your shoulder, we don't trust the injury. Well, he just had major done. surgery, exactly. right? So they, the doctors apparently in Miami were not not sold that Breeze was going to be Oops. ready to go, yeah. and they were wrong. I, ho- I I'm pretty sure they're not the team doctors anymore. Yeah, no, I mean, <laughs> shoot, man, that's that's tough, right? A guy coming off an injury and, a, and then a big, tall, polarizing guy that's healthy and and probably had one of the best arms back then, and physically a freak, yeah. right? I used to love Dante Culpepper. And it was funny, man. I, like we were talking, about, I was sitting with Zach Claris and my agent one day, and we were talking about some of the old school great quarterbacks we used to love watching play. And I brought up Dante Culpepper, and they both just started to laugh. And I was like, what is so funny? They were like, Culpepper was terrible. And I was like, what? 
I was like, no, Kohler, they're like, he could throw the ball deep and he was great when he had two awesome receivers in Minnesota. But besides that, he's yeah. terrible. And I was like, I guess I did not pay attention to that. Wasn't terrible until he got to the Dolphins, yeah. which is generally the way it goes. Uh, a lot of people asking about the NFL. I don't know if you want to address that or not. Yeah, it's, I'll, every, I'll it's every week. Kind of leave it wide open for you. But every week, we maybe talk question. about the politics involved in, in the National Football League because you could be better than all but 32 quarterbacks on planet Earth, but that doesn't guarantee you're going to get a shot, right? I mean, you've got to have an in, don't you? Yeah, I mean, honestly, what we just talked about, um, there's not a lot of NFL teams that are, are going to do what New Orleans did with Drew Brees, which is create an offense together. Yeah, They're going to find a guy that can run their offense, and that's tough, man. That's they They're going to go on film, they're going to look at you, they're going to judge you off your offense that you already run and say, is it anything similar to ours? And they'll start looking at the concepts and like for, you know, West coast, are they throwing the curl flat or the spider two wide banana? That you always hear from John Gruden. Are they doing those spider kind of two wide banana? <laughs> are they doing those kind of things? And, uh, and if you are, it's like, all right, cool. Then bring the guy in for a workout. And then they judge you with, you know, no pads on throwing, yeah, yeah. you know, routes on air basically. Uh, and I'm not a polarizing figure. I mean, I'm, I look like you guys when I stand in front of y'all, you know, you can't point out which one of us is a football player. You know what I mean? No, you probably so, could. Well, I mean, I'm just saying. I mean, I like it's. I'm not going to walk in. You're not going to look at me in a in with my shirt off in a pair of shorts and be like, "Man, that guy yeah. is a player." You know what I mean? But once you put a pigskin in my hand, you put you know 11, 12 guys in front of me on defense. You'll find out I can play. But that's not how you make the team. You you go you go in there for a workout and try to impress them. You know, throwing routes on air and things like that, but yeah, um, yeah, that that's I mean, that's the politics of the NFL. But um, you know, you got the politics of the CFL as well. It's it's everywhere in every business you see in hockey as well. But the the tough part is the CBA coming up. It's making things weird. You know, not knowing you know when to resign or if to if to resign or when to talk about it, things like that. So uh, me and Huff had a talk at the beginning of the year and said, let's not talk about it. Let's not think about it. Let's I want to just play this year and play the best I can. Um, and that's what I'm committed to, man. I, I told, you know, the Stampeders, um, you know, four years ago and committed to this league and the CFL as well, that I want to be one of the best to ever play here. And, you know, if, if a cup of coffee in the NFL is, is worth, uh, you know, throwing that away, then we'll see. But, um, you know, to me, I, I'm focused on this year and, and trying to become, um, you know, leave a legacy it's something i've always talked about something dave's always talked about and taught me uh i want to i want to play in the cfl for a long time uh you know i want to be one of those calvillo rays uh versus that plays for a very long time and and you know goes up there on the board with yards and touchdowns and wins and things like that uh, but most importantly man i want to celebrate great cup championships with my teammates so yeah. can't do that if you're focused on something else so i'm focusing on Ottawa this week. Does a career path like the one that Doug Flutie took, although it was odd because he started in the USFL and then it went under and then he came to the CFL and had tremendous success and, and still had a, a short but successful career in the NFL. Do, do you look at a guy like that and think, I, I wonder if, if I can, can go down that path? Uh, yeah, sure. I mean, uh, I look at him, I look at Garcia, um, you know, Moon. But for every one of those guys, you know, there's Henry Burris, there's Ricky Ray. There's Dave Dickinson, guys that are amazing quarterbacks. Guys, like, you can't tell me Henry Burris didn't have the arm for the NFL or the decision-making or head for the NFL. So why started, He did start a game with the Bears. Yeah, no, I know. <laughs> I know, but why didn't that guy make it? Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, politics, things like that. Um, 
Ricky Ray. You know, look at Dave. I mean, it's it's amazing to think that some of these guys, it wasn't talent. It wasn't decision-making. It was the guy in front of you, we gave a $700,000 signing bonus, mm-hmm. and you have a $10,000 signing bonus. Uh, I watched Matt Nichols coming out of college when I went to Eastern. I watched Matt Nichols as an undrafted free agent go to the Cowboys and outplay every quarterback in preseason, and I watched it closely. He outplayed everybody in that preseason game, but they gave uh, the kid from A&M, oh, I don't remember his name right now, he, they gave him a million-dollar signing bonus, and Matt got cut, and that's how he got in yeah. here in the CFL. But Matt Nichols should have been in the NFL. Didn't the same thing kind of happen to your coach? Yeah, absolutely. Well, he in was San well, Diego? Yeah, and he was and he was behind uh uh Flutie and I think Garcia was even there. Um but yeah, I mean I I'll be honest, with you. I'm I'm a realist. You know, I know that um everybody looks at your stats and your wins and stuff in the CFL and they're like, "Oh, that means you can be an NFL player." Well, that's not necessarily the truth. My game fits the CFL very well. It's what I do. Uh, I like to throw the football around the yard, I like to scramble around. Um that's not necessarily exactly what you do in the NFL. Um and uh yeah, so we'll see, but I plan on being in the CFL and, and giving it everything I have. Okay, two fun ones to finish it off. First of all, uh, Bo, have you ever ate a prairie oyster? It's stampede time, so have you ever eat a prairie, ever had a prairie oyster? I don't know what it is, and no, I've never had You've it. Ne- you don't know what a prairie oyster is? I right? do not. It, it sounds a, like a cow patty to me. It's a, uh, it's a prairie, it's a a prairie delicacy. No, it's not, not quite that gross. It is a cow's testicle, however. It's, a, it's legitimately, they're, they're on the stampede grounds this year. It's legitimately, I've never had one either, but it's no, apparently I've had a western des- delicacy. I've had cow tongue and tacos. Yeah. You ever had cow tongue before? Yeah, I've had tongue. Yep. I've never done the prairie oyster, though. Yeah, no, me either. Not doing that one. What's and, the last uh, one? Who, who's got the best nickname on the stamps? Well, your favorite nickname on the stamps? Oh, man. Uh, I don't even know if anybody has nicknames. Uh, I mean, I'll give you one one quick one. So, uh, Brett Jones, our center yeah. from a couple years back, who's with the Giants now, uh, his locker was right next to Shane Bergman. So, we all call Berg, Berg. That's what we all call him. Um, but he is a giant human being. You know, he is he is polarizing. Like you look at that guy, you're like he does something. Um, and uh, Brett and and Shane were very good friends. You know, they came in the same year, and he would always call him Iceberg. And my locker was right next to theirs, so I always thought that's what Berg wanted to be called. So, so Brett Jones signs down the NFL, and, and then and and Berg was very quiet his first year. He didn't talk to anybody, and so his second year, he's becoming the starter. And you know, he resigns and. Um, and Brett's gone, and you know I get there on day one. And I was like, Iceberg, what's up, baby? And he goes, Bo, I'm gonna be honest with you, man. I really don't like that nickname. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, All right, you got it. I'll never call. It, I'll, I'll never call you that again. Uh, so yeah, there's a good, good one for you. Bob, Johnny, Monty, Lindy, Chucky, Fash, Slabs, Hulker, Hanny, Hammer, Obi, Askeo, Broads, Doc. That's the new yeah, Coach the Flames. That's, yeah, it's not. A, he likes his not like hockey. No. Well, uh, no, I appreciate you guys, man. Thank you for listening. Uh, all the millions and millions of listeners, you can go back to listen, talking about hockey here for a little while. Uh, but I'll see y'all uh, next Tuesday. And don't forget, keep your eyes out for us this weekend playing Ottawa this Thursday. Uh, you were listening to Bo Show on Sportsnet.